Hey guys, Naughty here. In this episode, I interview Vicente. I love this guy. We met in an online platform and I found out quickly that he loves talking about sex. And as you know, I do too and I love talking to guys who love talking about sex. And for our sexy conversation, he pulls over to a nice secluded spot to get comfortable. This guy has so many sex stories to talk about, we barely scratch the surface in this episode. He talks about his sexual exploration as an adolescent, the first time he had sex with a girl, the first time he had sex with a guy, and he talks about his sexual liberation after living his entire life in the closet and six and a half years in a sexless marriage. He talks about how he secretly started hooking up with his best friend towards the end of his marriage. And after the chat, we fog up the windows with some steamy sexy play. But we almost got caught when a cop pulled up to see if he was okay. Part of me wanted him to join in. And for those of my listeners who enjoy a little visual stimulation, you're in luck because Vicente is an exhibitionist. If you want to see a few pictures from our play session, then join the second tier of my Patreon. If you want to see the actual video, which is way hotter, then join the third tier of my Patreon. You not only get exclusive access to the pictures and the video, you get exclusive access to previous videos as well. And once you join, just send me a Patreon message with the word Vicente, and I'll send you the link. To join my Patreon, click the link in the show notes. And lastly, stay tuned to the end of the episode so you can hear all the fun ways you can connect with me and other naughty listeners. Now, without further ado, here's the interview. So, man, what's up? What's going on? Uh, not much. I'm just uh, driving real quick to a spot where I can just, you know, pull over and not uh, not be seen. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. And I'm set to go. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So, I, as I was saying uh, earlier, like I'm, I was super excited to have you on here because I love talking about sex. I love having it. I love everything about the topic. Uh, almost everything. I think. And um, when I found you, so folks, I found him on an online platform. I say that because not everybody wants to know what these platforms are and I don't want to bring traffic to them. But, um, but yeah. And then uh, we were just talking and um, he's got quite a, quite a few stories to tell. Um, So, so let me just start out by asking you like, what, why are you so passionate about sex? What's, so, what do you love so much about it? I mean, there, there is much to love, but what, but what do you love so much about it? You know, I, I've really, I've really been able to, to really think about it. And it was more, uh, I guess I kind of give a part of my soul when everything's just connected together. You know, I mean, if that's not, if that makes any sense and everything, but essentially it's, uh, when I have sex, it's just like, I'm not, actually there i'm just like i'm just feeling the feelings i guess you can say so when you're not having sex you kind of you're, you're very much in your head a lot but when you're having yes. sex you're just basically free to just feel and be in the moment be in your body is that what you mean yes very much so got you got you okay well cool cool yeah i i definitely i can i agree with everything you just said um for me being a pleaser though um being a pleaser, like I, I like to figure out what the other person wants and, and try to, um, achieve it. I have to get my own pleasure as well, but I like to, um, you know, get inside and figure that out. And I guess knowing that beforehand would allow me to be more in my body, but still, but yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. So, um, you also said that part of the reason why you love talking about it or, or rather why you, you're ha- you're having so many wonderful experiences is because when you were married, you said that you hardly ever had sex. Am I right? That is true. 
Okay, so we'll get we'll get into that in a little bit later. But first, I want to start by going way back. So, like, um, mm-hmm. growing up, I mean, was um, to the I mean, many boys in the early ages of their lives, our lives, um, somewhere around puberty or before puberty, like myself, we discover things, we discover ourselves, our bodies, and we start, you know, playing around and seeing what works. Did you have that experience, or was there not much of that growing up? I did, um, you know. Uh, growing up in San Francisco was definitely, uh, it, it was, I, I guess you could say, I mean, I was born in the eighties, but you know, still into the, into the early nineties was still, you know, taboo, the whole, the whole gay thing, the sex, like everything was just really taboo and it was not spoken of. It was feared. Even in San Francisco or just, Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I mean the only place, the only exact place that everybody had was Castro Street. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. It. That's true. Yeah, the Castro, right? Yeah, that's that's what everybody had. But apart from that, it's you know you couldn't go to uh, my neck of the neighborhood, which was the Mission, and you know you couldn't you couldn't do anything there. You can have you know a boyfriend in public. Um, so that's why I say it was still it was still taboo even in San Francisco, but. Um, my first like type of curiosities were with, with a friend that I, you know, I grew up with and, uh, <laughs> we would, uh, you know, check out each other's penises, grab it, um, play with each other's assholes type of thing. Oh, really? And mind you, this is at like six, seven years old. Oh, I was about to but say, it's just like, because well, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it was just more of like exploration because he was uncut and I was cut. And once we were well aware of that actual thing, you know, just like, oh, well, cool. Let, let's see it. <laughs> so I get that part of it because I was going to say like, you know, my my male friends and I, when we were like, you know, in, in elementary school, we'd be like, show me yours, show me yours. But how do you explain and how did you get into the asshole discovery uh i guess you could say during like bath time you know we like we we practically lived at each other's houses um but you know during bath time uh it was just more of like uh, i stuck my finger in my ass and it felt kind of weird when it was underneath the hot water so it was just that curiosity that kept on growing more and more and between the two of us, it was like, all right, well, you try it. No, you try it. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Now, was it just, no, <laughs> was it just your own assholes or were you sticking up each other's? Oh, it was in, in each other's. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we won't get into any, if you found any surprises. I mean, and even if you did, you're in the tub. So that's all right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so let me ask you, Um, you're, lat- you're Latino, right? Mm-hmm. and so were you both latino or was he white black or what no he was uh well yeah he was uh he was salvadorian and i am mexican puerto rican oh okay mix. oh wow a mix cool yeah you know um and it's so weird um well not weird but i mean i'm sure you can imagine like i normally hear about puerto ricans in like new york um and like mm-hmm. that that area and like mexicans more out out west so how did that happen yeah well i mean my my dad went uh my dad's my dad's the mexican and my mom's the puerto rican but uh-huh. uh you know through some through a divorce my mom said i just want to get the hell away 
uh, she was from the island, the actual island. Um, okay. And my dad crossed over and came as far as north as he could to find work. And they met each other at a night school. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's awesome. And it's not to say that like Latinos don't travel anywhere, but uh, yeah. I was just curious. So when was the first time you had sex? If, if you don't mind sharing, if it wasn't like a traumatic experience and even if it was a traumatic experience, you can share a little bit if you want to, or none of it, you know? Oh no, it's fine. Um, but just a question, did you want to know when I had head hetero or homo, um, uh, like which, uh, uh, vaginal or anal? Well, both. So your first sexual experience ever. Ever. Okay. Um, well, I guess you already answered that. I mean, you and your friend, no. you know, six or well, seven. Well, I mean, I usually try, I treat, I usually try to think of like a first sexual experience as like, you know, losing your virginity, like, you know, penetration wise. That's what I, that's what I consider. Um, well then I guess, let me define well, it and everything. I mean, okay. we're talking about like, and, and not only what you're doing, but when you're mature enough to kind of be a really aware of what you're doing. Yeah. So like, you know, for blow jobs, like oral sex, then, then penetration, mm. you know, like any of that stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, well, um, that would have to have been when I was 15 and it was with my very first true girlfriend. Okay. Uh, let's see. She, she had just had her birthday like two days before. Um, and she had invited me over and we had this thing that we were dry humping the hell out of each other <laughs> for uh -huh. the longest time. You know, it was just a second base, I guess you could say just on the top, uh, top of the clothes stuff. And I always wanted to get a little rated R or, um, just, uh, just get, just get into that. So, uh, one day she had told me, we had said, you know, the only way I'm going to actually give it up to you is when I find out I love you. And two days after her birthday, it was like, I love you. <laughs> I'm like, all right then. So uh, out came out uh, pretty much the, the, the primal needs of like what the anticipation has been going for to first time having sex, you know, like trying to get everything covered or uncovered in this situation. Right. Um, so pretty much she, I asked her to tip her hands on my legs and just start sucking my dick. And Oh my goodness. Even for a woman with braces, it was, <laughs> it was amazing. Wow. Nice. Nice. It nice. was truly amazing. And, um, I felt, I had never felt anything like, uh be, like it before getting head um but i wanted to get into the fucking already so i pushed her off of me laid her down on the ground and i just uh in missionary position i just spread her legs lifted them up and and just went inside without a condom and it was just so fucking right oh ripe in a bad way or a good way Oh, uh, great, great. Oh, great. I thought you said ripe. I was like, oof. Oh. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. So, uh, no, so it's okay. So I know some of my listeners are like, it's bad enough I'm listening to this straight sex story. Now I got to think about a va a ripe vag. But um, <laughs> so um, now you're a teenager and it was your first time. So how long did it last? Uh -huh. did, three seconds, three minutes, three hours? 
Uh, well, I do have to say that at that point I didn't have any control. So um, I would say within maybe two to three minutes, I was already uh, I was already pulling out uh, consistently, afraid of you know uh, coming inside. So I just right. went ahead and jacked off all over her all over her chest. Where um, do you mind saying how old you are? I know you said you were born in the eighties. I am thirty six. Okay. All right. So yeah. Okay. You're close to me. I was just trying to, I was trying to picture the timeline, you know, when, so this was, um, like right after the new millennium, right? Yeah. Uh, 2000 at at like towards the end of 2000. Yeah. Okay. Okay. By the way, I mean, were you already starting to have like same sex urges uh, by the time you were, you know, having sex with your girlfriend or this girl? Well, I definitely, I had it in my mind that, um, you know, as she would, like, you know, in the future, as she would go down on me, I would like, you know, to get rimmed. Um, But definitely her inexperience and my inexperience, it just didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't postulate, you know. Did you broach the subject with her, the topic with her? Oh, yeah, I did. Um, She... She just pretty much said, if you won't do it to me, then I'm not going to do it to you. So the quid pro quo type of thing. Got you. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So you and, and guys, now, how did that start? The, you know, the sex. When, uh, what was that the, about? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, honestly, I don't even know how the hell <laughs> it really happened. I mean, I know what happened, but like, how did that spark just come out? Um I know, I know I was, uh, I was flirting with, he's actually one of my best friends right now. And he, he went off to the bathroom and I went off to the bathroom. This was in high school. Okay. I was about to say how old were you? Bathroom. Okay. All right. Yeah. This was two weeks before high school graduation, actually. Okay. So you were about so, 18. Uh, I was still 17 when I was in high school when i graduated um okay because i was born late in in the fall okay uh but pretty much i went into the bathroom he started kissing me i pushed him against the uh the stall the uh the ada stall um and we went inside and i don't know what came over us we didn't even we didn't even uh we didn't even go for the for the foreplay for the oral and we went in raw in both of ours and both of our asses. Okay, so just a couple questions. One, when you said you pushed him, was it like a push him back, like as one of, like you know those those movies where you see where they start out like, what the fuck, what the fuck you think you are, and then they have a moment, and then they get like hot and heavy, or was it like a passionate sex push? What was that? Oh no, it was definitely a passionate sex push. Uh, I, I really don't know what came over me. I just saw him to be so attractive, he's so cute. Um. I just went up against him and pushed him because I know he wanted to kiss me. Why did um, you know? He had that look in his eye. I'm a sucker for eyes. So mm-hmm. when, when definitely you have that connection with somebody and you see them where they can't stop looking away, even on like the, even on the, like the worst of subjects or anything like that, it's just, that's everything just disappears around you. And the eyes are just like what stick together, you know? Right. So I'm wondering, 
Did he, did you notice any clues from him before or him from you, signs from you before that would make you think, okay, this is okay, because I I don't want to be presumptuous, but I know that in the Latino culture, it's, you know, there's this machismo. And so when you're dealing with somebody, unless you weren't, unless you weren't particularly masculine or I I don't know, but you know, there's this thing where it's like, you got to you want to be as sure as possible before you try to make a move or, or even look the wrong way. You get, what, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. There is also that risk, but that's exactly what I did is I took a risk. I took a chance on uh, seeing that I wouldn't get my ass beat or anything like that, but I knew he was already gay. So at oh. one point I, I would know that he didn't, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't mind okay. kissing him. Well, how'd you know he was gay? Uh, he was hanging around with another good friend of mine who came out as lesbian uh, during the beginning of our senior year. Oh, okay. All right. All right, cool. All right, so go. So you guys, so neither of you were planning to fuck each other in the bathroom. I, I know you just discovered my podcast. So you won't know this yet. And this is a different kind of situation. So I don't need to get nitty gritty, no pun intended, like I do in other interviews. So you can just say whether it didn't did or didn't work out right. I mean, neither of you were expecting this. So neither of you were prepared for butt stuff. So, I mean, I guess in the moment, apparently in the moment, you didn't notice anything, but at the end of it was, well, you can tell me at the end of it if there was an issue or not. But so you just skip all the the foreplay and everything, and you just who goes first? I did. I bottomed first. Okay. I went ahead and I bottomed first. I I pulled down my pants, and I just uh I I just went against the I just went against the wall, grabbed the railings, and he uh he threw a little spit on there, and he went inside of me, and I gotta tell you. It was slightly painful, but because you were on that high, that that passion, that that sexual high, yeah, that it just didn't it didn't matter, and it was just more more uh, more pleasurable than anything. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And do you remember what was pleasurable about it being in the moment, or if you could actually feel him on your prostate, or? Uh, oh yeah, um, he. He, I mean, I didn't know at the time, uh, like, you know, about the prostate being like my spot or for that fact, any matters, uh, any man's spot, but, um, you know, he just, he just hit it so dead on point. It wasn't too deep because he was pretty big. He, he still is pretty big. Um, but he, it didn't it didn't reach all the way towards the back. So that's why like, it didn't, it didn't feel bad. Um, but it was just the sensation of something going inside of me. I had always thought about it, but to actually come into realization, I was just, it just felt so fucking amazing. Nice. nice. Now for those that don't know, and I ask every guest this because every, every guest has a different body and they're going to experience things differently. Do you remember what that feeling, can you put into words what that feeling was like? And in other words, not like, oh, it was amazing. I loved it. Like as in sensation wise for all the guys out there, because I have an international listenership and they don't always, yeah. um, you know, know what that, what that's like or anything. Uh, well, it, it's really hard to put into words, but 
the best I can, the best way I can describe it would be, you know, um, shit. <laughs> you know, it's uh, for the first time bottoming. For the first time bottoming, um, you know, it it felt it felt like an itch being scratched. I guess you can say. That, um, that makes perfect sense. It's one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that that can be an orgasmic sensation in and of itself. So, yeah, um, definitely. You know, I mean, I'm very sensitive down there, and um, when it's just the initial push of everything just going inside, it just really feels like like that need is met, that itch is just scratched, and it just yeah. Got it. Okay. Cause I know some people say it's like tingling. Other people say it's like coming, but internally other people say it's, um, you just feel warm or you just feel, you know, something all over your body. So, so, so then you did him and uh-huh. now I don't know what yours, you don't know, you don't have to share your size if you're not comfortable, but if you know it, but, um, I mean, were you, were you big enough to really do some damage or do you think you, you took it all right or what? Uh, yes, I think at the time I was about six inches. Okay. <clears throat> I was about six inches. Um, what's it called? He, I mean, we kept on coming back to each other for even until now. So, uh, definitely he, he loved it. Um, and he was already about seven inches long. Oh, Wow. So you were, were you a size yeah, queen before you even knew it? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Or, or yeah, I mean, you may not even be a size queen, but it was just, you know, a joke. Um, okay. So my guess is that after, well, and so when it ended, I mean, was it kind of womp womp? Was it kind of a mess or were you, were you guys like, you know, it was, it was pretty much okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we both nutted inside of each other, but, you know the mess the like the realization of the mess didn't come until you know the experience uh the the next experience when it was all over my uh all over my back seat of my car now we're not talking just about come here right we're talking about the other stuff yeah oh all over your back seat yeah and and how long ago was this after the first time uh, it was a month and a half. Okay. So you guys got your first real lesson <laughs> on. Yeah. Like, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you live and you learn. And so then, I mean, so by that time, so after that, you guys kind of started to figure out or, or look to figure out, you know, what to do to prepare and all that kind of stuff. Or did you still kind of, you know, stumble your way? <laughs> I think he already, he, he, he did know, but I didn't really stay a bottom for long after that. I didn't be, really become a bottom until like, uh, I mean, I'm verse, but I didn't really bottom until I was, um, a year before my divorce, uh, later on in the future. Okay. All right. So let's get into, I mean that, so. How do you, how do you, how do you identify your sexual orientation or as some would call your sexuality? How would you identify it? You know, I have always classified myself as a bisexual, as a bisexual male. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but definitely I'm yet to learn more uh, in regards to in regards to it because I think I'm more leaning towards pansexual than I am bisexual, but that's yet to be determined. And and why is that? Because I mean, have you looked at a trans man or trans woman and found yourself attractive, or somebody who's not non-binary and 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 non-binary presenting, or or what, or or you just don't have no idea? Well, uh, because I definitely I definitely had sex with a trans man before, um, with a trans woman before, but uh, since I recently came out of the closet this year in June. Um, I really just didn't like, I didn't, I don't know about myself or the community. You don't know about what? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I don't know like how, I guess to say like how to class my, myself because I've oh. never given it thought. And especially since after, um, until after I came out. Right. Right. Well, if, if it's only been since what <clears throat> you said this June, well yeah congratulations everybody listeners wherever you are give vicente a big round of applause clap 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 i gotta i gotta get a clap track on here (laughs) and uh and that's congrats to you and and just you know being able to come out and and you know your courage and yeah it's um it's a a beautiful thing um because my next question was going to be um when did you come out? So I guess my next question would be, when did you get married? And I assume, uh-huh. and I assume that your wife before and all through your marriage, uh, believed that you were straight. Yes. Uh, I got married in 2008 and, uh, throughout my entire marriage up until 2014. Um, and that was pretty young, right? How old were you when you got married? I was, I just turned 22 actually. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I presented myself as the straight, uh, like you said, you know, the machis, the, the macho, uh, straight man. How long had you been engaged? Like when did you meet her? <laughs> uh, you know, and I have no shame in this, to be honest. It's just a very, it's just very funny. Um, I met her in, uh, what was it? I met her in December of 2006. Uh Uh, We dated consistently. We had a 90-day rule, um, which consisted of no sex, no nothing, uh, just, you know, trying to get to know each other. Um, And then we got drunk one night uh, during Mardi Gras, and... Yeah, we just, uh, I just blurted it out. I said, you know what? I love you. And will you marry me? Now, the official engagement didn't happen until, you know, four months later after that. Mm-hmm. But that's when it first initiated. So we dated for uh, just about, just about a year mm-hmm. and some change. Okay. And then, and then we got married within a couple of months. So wait, the, so the drunken, the drunken sex, was that between... I mean, was that during the 90 day period or was that after? No, that was after. Okay. Well, there's no shame in it. I mean, there are no shame in, I mean, you guys, even after you proposed, I mean, you guys still took the time you needed. It's not like you guys, you know, found a chapel, a cheesy chapel at that or a voodoo chapel and Mar- during Mardi-, Mardi Gras and, and got, you know, hitched. So, yeah. Yeah. 
So you got married shortly after that. Okay. You said you didn't have much sex in the marriage. What, I mean, what do you, what do you define as much sex and, and why didn't you? I, me being of like a high sexual appetite, of having a high sexual appetite and her not really being that, you know, she was almost a preacher's daughter just without the preacher, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so to her, uh, sex only was an option was for procreating or for uh for special occasions uh birthdays uh, uh for birthdays and wedding anniversaries type of thing um on occasion when it really hit especially during her pregnancy uh that's when it would be more frequent well do you have any kids and i mean we don't need to get specific about how old or whatever no, i I do. I do. I have one daughter, one lovely daughter. Okay. So you mean to tell me then other than when you got married, like on your birthday or maybe Christmas um, or something, some holiday and with the birth of your daughter, you guys never had sex? Pretty much. Wow. And how long were you married? Uh, six, six and a half years. Wow. Well, um, I guess the logical next question would be, did you get your, here's that, get your itch scratched, <laughs> um, pun intended, uh, <laughs> or at any point during the marriage? And before you answer that, um, no judgment. So what was it? Uh, it was one consistent, uh, one consistent partner. It was happened to be my first, uh, my first, uh, my first gay experience guy. Oh, okay. So it was your best friend. Hey, would you gonna call him your best yeah, friend? We can call him, yeah, we, we got along very well. And, you know, um, when he wasn't doing an acting job or anything like that, um, mm -hmm. he would call me up and ask me, uh, but I never really did anything until, about my fifth year of marriage until that happened. Okay. So I have to say, I have several things to say. One, now that I wasn't going to waste time because I didn't know how many, how, how long everything was going to take in this interview. So I wasn't going to ask about what your friend looked like in your first experience. But so you also said he was an actor. Okay. So this consistent guy, what did he look like or what does he look like? Well, he is, uh, about five eight, he he has this uh, really personable face. Uh, he's Mexican. Yes, he, he consistently has a, a long beard. Not like not a um, sons of anarchy, sons of anarchy beard, mm -hmm. but just more of a um, just more like a Chris Pratt beard type of thing. Okay. Uh, so he he is fit. He continuously stays fit um, okay. because of his job. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, the second thing I was going to say was is that you know I I commend you. I really do um, for sticking it out for we're talking five years and 
this is no judgment to all the other guys. And I've already interviewed, um, I've interviewed multiple, but, um, only one has aired some so far, a guy that has, um, uh, he's been cheating on his wife and, and, um, and no disrespect to anyone, no judgment to anyone else. But I mean, to go as long as you did and to be that committed husband, to try very hard. I, I think that's a, mm-hmm. I think that's an admirable thing. I mean, a few years ago, I would have thought, isn't that what every man naturally would do? But as I've learned, not, it's not, you know, naturally a lot of men wouldn't do that. And I'm a very monogamous person. And so, you know, my, I guess my default is to be like, you know, oh man, you cheated. Oh. But you know, I, I totally understand. And I was, and I was talking about this in um, a Twitter space. Um, I, I, you know, for many guys who are bisexual, they've never had the opportunity to explore and, um, and find themselves before they end up in, you know, a heterosexual marriage. Now there are much worse things. There are much worse things that happen to people in life and they still make, and they still, you know, don't use that. Don't use them as excuses. So I, I will say that, but what I will not do is, is, you know, judge and say, Oh, well, you know, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to be in their shoes. Um, especially if you're married for, you know, how many years? So I, before, before all that, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, just to be in so many years, I mean, for, for a lot of men and unfortunately as I, again, I'm a monog, I'm naturally monogamous. So I didn't really, it didn't really register to me, but there are a lot, I, I don't, I would love to see some statistics because there are, there's certainly a lot more men than, than I thought that cheat. And it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, bi, whatever. That's just it. People say it has to do with sex drive and testosterone and all of those things. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know, maybe I'm in the minority, but uh, the next thing I was going to say was that because I now have a little bit more of an open un- understanding and a compassion for what that must be like to try and stay faithful. So yes, what I, I did mean what I said about not being able to experiment or do anything before you get married. But what I was also going to say is it's even hard for straight guys to, especially if you have a high, a high libido to not mm-hmm. cheat when there's no sex in the marriage. It's a, it's a sexless marriage. Now that doesn't mean you have to cheat. You have the opportunity to leave or try things with your wife or communicate with her. But I'm just saying yeah. that, you know, when you have those two things together, you know, how can you judge someone for, for for that. So, um, so I think it's a, a beautiful thing that you, um, waited that long. Okay. Enough of me talking now. So what, so <laughs> did, when you did have sex, was it good? Oh, it was, it was, uh, it was great. It was, it was really great. You know, it was just like, um, <clears throat> the best way I could describe it is like edging, you know, it's consistently, it's consistently edging all the time. Um, it's not to say that I didn't relieve myself with a good porn or, you know, in the bathroom, whatever it is, but I knew like when it, when it happened, it would be the best release ever. Mm. Now the question though is what made you release when you finally did? Was it thinking about the hot sex that you just had or was it like, okay, I got her out of the way. Now, best friend or this hot guy or whatever in my head, and I'm about to blow. Tell the it, truth now. <laughs> no, um, I very much, uh, I very much enjoyed the sex with my wife. I really did, my ex-wife. Um, oh sure, I really did. It was because, like you know, like I had said before, is that that connection, that passionate connection in between two people, um, and we had that. We had that throughout our entire marriage. Sure, you know, until it wasn't there. Yeah. But in those times that I did have sex with her, 
I really did enjoy it because, uh, you know, that release came because I was sharing my, uh, I was sharing myself with my soulmate. Okay. I thought and you were saying that. Not, I still believe her. She is. Oh no. I'm okay. I thought you were saying that you, most of the time you couldn't come with her and that after, you know, sex with her is pretty much like the edge. And then afterward you would come on your own, but you would come with her. Oh no, no. I, I would come with her. Oh yes. Oh, uh, okay. repeatedly. Oh, okay. 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 I was about to say. All right. Well, that's good. Cause then my next question was going to be, well, did she, did she feel inadequate if you didn't come with her? So, okay. So you did, so you guys did come and you had, you had a, um, a healthy sex life. I mean, yes, we did. maybe not as fulfilling. It happened. <laughs> right. Right. I was about to say not as fulfilling as you would like it to be, but certainly, you know, when you guys did have sex, there was nothing wrong. So I would assume. So, and you know, Nadi. Mm-hmm. No? Oh, go ahead. No, please. Oh, I was just going to say Nadi and, uh, the way that you had described about, you know, being monogamous with someone being able to you know understand that monogamy between one another um damn it i had it on top of my head pretty much it's that's that's exactly what that's exactly what kept me going uh, from not cheating until you know it actually happened Mm. yeah i think that yeah i i really think that a lot of guys use the i just have to come as an excuse i'm not judging any of you guys i'm not saying well now you're wrong no no i'm not saying that i'm just saying that you know just be honest okay well we need food shelter and water to come you know to survive i mean you don't have to come in a certain way because there are many men that cannot have you know they physically can't so um so you can at least try things and not everything is going to work for everybody but I would, I would like to think for me, I would hope anyway, that leaning on that, leaning on and clinging to the monogamous connection would be enough, but you know, not, not everybody is the same mm-hmm. and, and every relationship is different and not everybody is monogamous or, you know, monogamous minded. So, um, but, that, but, yeah. but, but I'm glad that worked for you. So that brings me to the next question, which is, so what, what was the final straw? What made you? And by the before I ask you that, I, I would assume that you were able to suppress your urges. Um, well, let me ask you: Did you have urges? Like, did you have to fight urges not to not cheat with a guy, or did you have to fight urges just not to cheat in general? Or did you think about guys much during that time? Oh, I've never stopped about thinking about guys. Um, <clears throat> I've always had you know, those, those man crushes, um, and definitely, <laughs> especially, uh, especially when we were watching chick flicks, you know, cause I've always had a crush. Um, and this is definitely dating myself, but, uh, for sex in the city, um, oh. <laughs> Mr. Big. Oh, wow. Well, Mr. Big was a hottie for me. And, since my wife, uh, since my ex-wife had loved watching Sex and the City for the stories and being able to identify herself with, you know, Charlotte or whatever, you know, for me, uh, that's where I was like, be able to fantasize about a man, you know. But yeah. So you know that they have a they've rebooted the show into like a show called and just like that, right? Yeah, we're not. That. I already saw right. the first okay. Two episodes okay. Like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. So what? So when you said what you just said, I was like, wow. That's why. 
Okay. Yeah, we're going to move off of that so as not to spoil it for others and not to spoil yeah. your mood. Okay. So, um, yeah. Uh, and just like that, we moved on. What was finally the straw that broke the camel's back? Uh, <clears throat> what was the um, the last thing? It just uh, the demasculation uh, and the marriage. Um, I did go through a rough patch as far as employment. Um, you know, it being uh, me being a, a brand new father, and you know, I tried as much as I could to provide for my family. Um, but it just became to a point where the arguing came out more and more, but it was her, her, uh, her inability to understand that, you know, I would work two part-time jobs to keep the roof over our head. I would work long hours, uh, double shifts back to back, just try to be the provider as the stereotypical male in a, in a heterosexual uh, marriage would be, you know, right. It's, that was just it. But to her, it was just, you're not pulling enough money. Why the hell aren't you, you know, getting your medical assistant job? Um, when we were so good, why did you, why did you leave it? So on and so forth, you know, it just made me feel real bad about myself. Um, mm. It just, it just put me to a low point and, that was just something I've never experienced uh, because I always believed that your partner, um, your partner should always back you up for better or for worse, as it says in the vows. But, you know, that to do that to somebody who's literally doing the best that he can um, right. to provide, you know, that's just, that's a kick in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I hear you on that one. Okay. So that's when you said, you know what? Fuck it. I, I'm going to cheat. Now this meant was this a plan to just say, fuck it. And I'm just going to cheat and keep going. Or was it just kind of one of those things where you were just like, well, the, the fuck it, I'll do this. And then it just became, you just got used to it and used to it. And it, and it was kind of like went on from there. You know, it just, uh, it, it was never set anything in stone, but when I reconnected with my friend, you know, he was, he, he was single. I, uh, he was single, um, at the time, uh, before he got married and we just reconnected and also the, uh, the flame just reconnected. It was just, it was definitely something that was missing, but apart from that, it was just how he spoke to me and how he treated me. And when that had happened, it was just like, well, shit come over here and give me some dick. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Okay. So it wasn't just like, well, fuck you wife. I'm going to go. She, it was, it was, she was not being supportive. She was not being their emotional, the emotional support that a spouse should have been for you. And here comes this person that you already had a sexual connection with, and mm -hmm. they were treating you and giving you all that respect. And for all intents and purposes, love or support that you needed. And that kind of, that got you wet. <laughs> yeah. It, it really, it, it turned me on, um, you know, it, it's not like the whole, like the rebound things, just looking for something to console you. But the, the fact that he was consoling me in the, 
in the manner that I truly needed the support and the uplifting. It was just, it just became so natural. And yeah, and since the connection was already there, the sexual connection was already there, it, it really just did become natural. And I just gave in and it just, it filled me up. No, in more ways than one. So, um, <laughs> yep. so he came and fucked you. Yeah. And, or fucked you and came. These are just rolling off our tongues yeah. tonight. There we go again. <laughs> um, so you got, so we got that now, were you already planning to bottom or what? Uh, to be honest, I did not, uh, I did not plan on bottoming, but as the, uh, as the meticulous planner that he is, he had, uh, he had everything ready. What, what, what is everything? He had everything ready. He had condoms, lubes, poppers, and, um, and, uh, and a douche. Okay. I was about to say, so he was like, you may, have, you may have forgotten, but I ain't forget. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, so that experience for you. So you, you went through all of that and. So tell me, I'm trying to, our, our time is running a little short here. Obviously you're going to come back, right? And tell me, and we're yes. going to talk some more and have some more stories. So, um, tell me, I have a feeling like, is this story pretty vivid for you? Like, I mean, you, you were really, you were really horny at that time. In fact, yeah, let's just go into it. So, so tell me, so what happened when he got there? So when he got there, he, you know, after talking, he came up to me and he just started kissing my neck and uh i'm a sucker when you kiss my neck um me too you, know, you start giving me those those small little little pecks uh on the neck and then oh, yeah. start moving up towards my earlobes and you know then the oh yeah the elect the electricity just running just running all over your body and the goosebumps start popping up is you know that's a feeling you can't contain oh i know it. it's just like you just lose yourself into it. And, you know, he went ahead and started feeling on my back underneath my shirt. You know, he started caressing it and scratched it a little bit, you know, like doing that little claw motion going down your, right. your back. Right. Um, and basic instinct there, treatment. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Call me Sharon Stone. Right. <laughs> um what's it called you know it was just uh he did that and then i just started i started down his lower back and started reaching into his pants to grab his tight little ass um yeah and, and as soon as i started grabbing his ass he he kind of he kind of backed away a little bit uh, and i was just more like no come back uh -huh. um and then as soon as as soon as that happened, he started undoing my pants. And, oh, yeah, it was just he he started just reaching down into it, started grabbing my dick. Um, I have to say I'm getting pretty hard as shit right now. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing. <laughs> uh huh. Um. So he just started. He just started stroking it. He just started stroking it, and. I I didn't I didn't want to waste any time, so I started um undoing his pants and I lowered his I lowered his pants down and just started giving him 
head. I just went to town on his dick and it being thick and and long i was like oh my goodness i miss this so much <laughs> you're like it's been so long there you are so yeah. <laughs> so so now i mean you and he and him hooked up a couple a couple times after the first one so i mean this isn't the yeah. first time you've sucked his dick before right oh no yeah it, it wasn't but you know just like with my marriage how like it was just it built up to a point i edged all the way to that to that one time and then yeah. just falling right back into it or onto it um it just uh it was just it, it was like definitely you know it was something that i was missing something that i was needed but it felt like it was the first time hmm Okay, so you gave him head. Like I'm, like I get the deets. I get the details. You gave him head, and then what? Uh turned him around. Started rimming him. Had you rimmed uh, him before? In, oh yes. Okay. Oh yes, we we uh, we explored a lot about that uh, in our previous encounters. But he has this perky. I want to say cafe con leche type of ass. You know, his skin is just is that nice touch of cream with the coffee, you know, mm -hmm. um, and him being an actor, obviously he has to be fully tanned and everything, but right. Uh, by the way, after this, nice is, little, after we stop recording, I'm going to ask you if he's been in anything that you can hint at after we're not going to say anything now. So go ahead. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, his ass was just nice and perfect with that little pink center. Oh, like yeah. a perfect cut of meat. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but as as soon as I went, as soon as I started ribbing him for like two minutes, he just he just stopped and he pulled me up, bent me over, uh, bent me over the desk, and we just went at it. He he lubed up, you know, he lubed up, and then he had that second thought. I was like, wait a minute intermission break <laughs> right he's like <laughs> it kind of it kind of killed the moment but then it was just like i need to do this be before i can really really get myself into it so right. obviously i went to go prep uh i went to go prep and then we went right back to where we started it literally it was just pressing the pause button doing what you need to do uh -huh. come back and it was the exact same feeling nice nice Mm -hmm. um but yeah you know he he's the one that introduced me into the poppers so uh it wasn't it i'm not the type of guy first of all i'm not the type of guy to to use poppers because i need to or anything like that but as as a verse i and i don't bottom as often uh definitely you know i needed to i i needed to just have that so i can ease back into it considering i hadn't been fucked in over seven years right myself mm -hmm. so definitely i needed i needed that but even with that it just intensified the feeling just by 10 wow okay now real quick you had fucked you you may not have been fucked by other guys but you fucked other guys between him and your wife right or no no oh, okay all right all right sorry back to the where we are okay gotcha um but yeah, he lubed up and he went inside of me and um, 
definitely definitely he hit that spot again it was just that itch had been scratched and he he was so lover like um he was so lover like it's just having to get in but nice and smooth nice and slow and then you build up to the you build up to the you know going fast the fast fucking yeah and did you say he has long hair or just a long beard uh he had, he had he at the time he was shaved he was shaved and everything but he uh-huh. uh he normally has a a beard but was his hair short or long it was short at this time oh, okay because i could also just imagine that like that that sweaty black hair just that shaking back and forth as he's fucking you really hard you've seen the porn but anyway <laughs> oh yeah but uh but go ahead but yeah, he um, now did you when you never got off of doggy style. Now I was about to say, so you went back up to you went back to the um you went back to the the desk. Now did he have it where like he had one leg on top of the desk while he was fucking you, or was it just kind of both leg all fours on you know all four legs on the ground? Well, I was yeah, all four legs were on the ground, and I was just literally bent over on the desk on top of his papers. Oh wow. Um, you know, it was just he he held my back down. Gotcha. He held my back down to to hold me against the against the desk desk. But um I was already holding onto the other side of his I was holding onto the other side of his desk on the edge and everything, just bracing myself, but you know, he wanted me he wanted me to be the sub. He wanted me to just lay down <clears throat> and as he's you know as he's uh as he's holding me down he's also just you know taking control of my hip just uh thrusting it thrusting it into him yeah and eventually and eventually as you know as soon as i got it more hotter he just took his hand off of me but i still stay in the same position nice. and he was just thrusting even harder nice 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 and so, and then he, now he came and did he come inside of you or pull out and come? He pulled out, mm-hmm. but he did the one thing that I love having done to me is essentially coming on top of my asshole. And, uh, and as soon as it starts dripping down, just push it right in. Okay. So use the condoms, but at the end he, he pushed the, the come into you as he as it was dripping down yes okay not oh that's an that's an interesting technique so and then and then did you come while he was fucking you or did you not come at all or he is one of a couple guys that can make me come without using my hands i love that i love that it's the uh it's it's the one in ten thousand nut you know yeah nice i like that so do you so when you guys meet up now or when you guys continue to meet up was it just you bottoming or did or did you also top as well i also top as well but now it involves his husband oh okay but i meant like when it was just you guys initially when you started picking it back up did you did you top him as well or did he just top you all the time oh we 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 flip-flopped all the time um okay as in some encounters it was you know just me me bottoming or just him bottoming um and if we had enough time and enough space in the area uh definitely we would flip up 
Nice. So, um, because we're we're running short, let's say um, we're going to have you back, and and then this next one we can talk about because I want to hear about you, him, and his husband, and then there's also some guy, and then his and then his wife. So that is uh-huh. that is also interesting, fascinating to me. So, but I'm not going to let you go just yet. Um, I mean, you pulled you pulled over to that spot for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and you know what I do, right? Yes. So, why don't you turn your camera on? My patrons can can experience a little bit of this. I want to see what this little story has done to you. See where I can pick up. <laughs> Hello there. Can you see me? Oh, yeah. Very nice. Okay. Looking handsome as usual. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I got to tell you, listeners, he's got beautiful brown eyes, dreamy eyes. Beautiful, beautiful caramel-like skin. Very light, very t- light tan. And beautiful thick lips. I can just imagine what it was like having his lips on his best friend's dick. Do you prefer dick, cock? What do you normally say? When people ask me if I prefer dick or cock. Mm-hmm. Or what do you just prefer to say? Uh, I am at times strictly dickly. Give me one second. I'm sorry. And now he's in the dark. Yeah. With good reason. Okay. So you prefer to say dick, right? Yes. Okay, great. So for the moment, he is now, oh, there we go. Nice. So beautiful, sexy smile. So, um, so what other, so besides having your neck kissed, what other in your ears licked on, what else turned you on and getting fucked and rimmed? I tell you, well, I love rimming by the way, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, I kind of wish um, I kind of wish your car seat was my face right about now. So. Yeah. Definitely what what turns me on be, you know, it's like coming up right here. Yeah. You know, going to my earlobes. Oh, yeah. Um uh I actually while you're up here, you know, it's just having to actually just lick inside of my ears and oh, yeah. drives me fucking insane like literally Panic dropping right there. Right, and then to feel their hot breath in you in your yeah. ear as well. Fucking. Oh yeah. And do you have any other erogenous sounds like your nipples or your balls or your feet or your thighs or anything else that you like? Uh no. Sorry, one second. No worries. Oh. Yeah, just uh, on a vi- on a uh, on a phone call on a podcast. Do I need to head out here? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, I mean, I try to pull over more to the side over here so that. Thank you. Was that a cop? Yes, it was. I'm wondering if he. You think he was asking if you need help, or you think he was trying to cruise? <laughs> I wish he was asking for me for help. But I mean, so you, you think he was really like trying to cruise? No, I don't think, I don't think he was really trying to cruise. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we got 
so interrupted by the long arm of the law. No, that's okay. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready to continue. All right. I am uh, good to go. All right. So now, <laughs> so other than, so the other than your neck and your ears and inside your ear, do you like, yeah, baby, get comfortable. Fuck yeah. Do you like um, your nipples or your thighs or your feet or your balls? Anything else that you like attention on? Um, I mean, definitely, you know, having to just mess around a little bit with my nipples. Um, they're very mm-hmm. sensitive, so having to just caress them a little lightly and just, uh, you know, giving me, giving me that attention to my upper chest and, yeah, you know, just coming down to, to scratch it all the way down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, if you can, I know you may not want to close your eyes, but maybe you can squint them just a little bit so you can imagine me there. Right. Okay. Okay. Just imagine me starting right at your neck, kissing, putting my soft lips on your neck, just like your friend. Just like the first time you felt him suck on your neck. Felt his wet lips and his tongue lick up that neck. And then I start to move up and up into your ear. And just start start licking inside your ear. Nibbling on your earlobe. Yeah, getting in there. And I love fucking going back and down and licking this one on your neck. Mm-hmm. Tasting your sweet, salty skin. Yeah, and feeling your dick get hard as I do it. Oh, yeah, Vicente. Yeah. And now, I just start giving you that attention. That warm, hot, wet attention that you need that you deserve, kissing on your neck, going down, I want to kiss your nipples, I want to suck your nipples, Vicente, yeah, let me, oh, yeah, let me, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, I want you to feel my tongue, so lick your fingers, that's right, yeah, yeah, that film you suck on that. Yeah. Mm. Sucking those beautiful little fucking nipples. Getting them so fucking nice and hard. Mm. Mm. You mind if I suck the other one too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tease your nipple, baby. Fuck yeah. Yeah, tease that nipple. Fuck yeah. Just like your fucking friend. Oh, I know he enjoyed getting on your fucking nipples, man. Because I love looking up and down on them. Running my fucking hands all over your chest. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Feeling you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, baby. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Look at that beautiful cock. Sorry. 
Look at that beautiful dick. <laughs> mm. I want to go down there, but I don't want to suck it yet. I want to get a nice whiff of those balls. Damn. Fuck yeah. Yeah, how do those balls smell, baby? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, tell me how those balls smell. Fuck yeah. Mmm. <laughs> smell good, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that body is... Body sense it's a fucking nature's aphrodisiac. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna put my fucking mouth right on the tip of your fucking dick. Yeah, and kiss it just like I kiss your neck. Just... Mmm. So warm and thick and hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm a, yeah, baby. Fuck yeah. Get him as low as you need to, because I'd love to see you stick your finger down into the crack of your ass, too, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel me suck on your dick. Naughty did this to me. Fuck you. Naughty did this to me. Fuck yes. Yes, I did. Oh, fuck. Oh, and I love the way you fucking lifted those fucking legs, too. Fuck her. Oh, boy. Yes, yes, yes. Squeeze my foot. Yeah, boy. Oh, fuck. Look at that. Fuck yeah. 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 Yeah, tweak me. Play with your hole in circles. Yeah, go in circles, baby. Yeah, tease that in circles. Yeah, get naughty and nasty just like that. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let me fuck you some more. Yeah, let me open you up. Fuck yeah, let me open you up. That's it. That's it, Vicente. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're so fucking tight and warm. I can tell why your best friend loves fucking your fucking ass. Oh, yeah, I love getting in your fucking hole. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, fuck yeah, I can still feel his fucking seat inside you. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck. Fuck it. Yeah, fucking take that fucking dick, man. Oh, man. Yeah, you sure know how to fucking take a big dick. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Fuck yeah. You said, fuck yeah, and that's fucking sense getting so fucking louder because your fucking beautiful cock, fucking beautiful dick is fucking sweating all over the place. Fuck yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, boy. Yeah, get comfy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you like the way Naughty treats you, man? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you good, baby? Yeah. It's just, uh... You all right? Yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, oh you looking fuck. for some loot, baby? <laughs> yeah, come on. I was it. looking for some loot, yeah. Yeah. But, well, you can always use your spit, baby. Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, now take that fucking like a good boy. Fuck, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, fucking make you feel so fucking special. Yeah, making the windows fucking fog up in that fucking car, man. Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Fuck, yeah. You open that door and fucking hot sex comes pouring out of there, man. Oh, yeah. Fuck, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you like how Naughty plays with you? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. like how Naughty fucks you? I do. Yeah, you like how Naughty gets oh, in yeah. Fuck, Vicente. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, jack the fucking dick. <sighs> Jack, your fucking dick. Oh, you're so fucking naughty, just like me in this fucking car, man. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Yes. Yes, man. Yeah, tugging on those fucking balls. Asshole fucking clinching around my fucking dick. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking assholes clinching my fucking dick, snapping it right off. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Get nasty with it. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Get nasty with it. Fuck. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to make you make a big sticky mess on that fucking shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Fucking you all the way back. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 Yeah, boy. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I'd fuck you all night long in that fucking car, man. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck you so fucking good. Fuck yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, you dirty fucking boy. Oh, shit. You okay? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Okay. Oh, fucking good timing too. Huh? What did you say? I said we're good timing. I said we're good timing too. Like, I'm fucking... Oh, shit. That fucking feels good. Oh, what, you came? Oh, fuck. I did. It was just... Oh, <laughs> oh. mm. it, it's like... Oh, it's, it, it's that... Uh, it's like when you when you nub, but it just doesn't come out, but mm. then you get that really big feeling. It's Ooh. just... Oh, fucking nice. Fucking car just... Fucking car coming around. I'm like... Come on, I need to get this done. Oh, fuck yeah. That's <laughs> fucking nice, man. 
Mm. Oh man! Otherwise, it would have had a big fucking surprise walking, uh, driving by. Oh, it's fucking hot, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You can take that off. You can turn it off if you want, or you can keep it on. It doesn't matter. But um, you had a good time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Naughty, you definitely did it to me, man. Well, you make it very easy. I mean, you, you. Even if I never saw you, just the, just the energy and one of my favorite interviews i said this um when we weren't recording but some listeners might be like ah why do you talk so much naughty but what they don't know is that oftentimes i have to redirect the the person i'm interviewing or i have to or they don't realize that there are a lot of pauses and ums and this and that in there that i have to hurry the story along because we we do have kind of a format and and they kind of veer off track with you i mean it was just like it was perfect like i didn't have to go to uh, uh, like you, you gave me everything i needed to hear but like at the same time you you had all the right stops so when i asked my questions it didn't seem like i was interrupting it so i mean just Hmm. amazing so i will definitely let you know when this airs um the the video itself will be for my patrons only and i take it you won't i take it you won't need me to like redact anything right because you're pretty open on your twitter yeah so yeah i'm i'm pretty open on my twitter you know that's the whole point of my the whole point of my Twitter is just to be able to be free. And that's yeah. why I say naturally, freely. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of that, is there anything you, anything else you want to say? Because I, like I said, we will have you back and, you know, we'll, we'll get to talk about all those, other, all those other things we wanted to talk about that we didn't get to. Um, and in fact, I think that extended interview will also be on my Patreon um, for, my second tier members and the video will be for third tier members. But so is there anything else you want to say? Anything you want to promote? Anything you want to share? Any, any place you want to be found or anything like that? Anything? It, what is there anything else you want to share? Do you think you covered, covered it all? Um, no, I mean, uh, you can, you can find me at, at, uh, at naturally freely, um, exactly what it sounds like naturally and freely. Um, but what's it called? I am in the process of making my OnlyFans. Probably going to be the same, uh, the same handle. Okay. But cool. uh, yeah, I've uh, I actually got inspired by a group that I'm uh, the uh, the space that I'm I'm a part of. Oh yeah. And yeah, just gonna. I know that um, space. Definitely that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah well. The. Um, we're definitely gonna. We're. I'm definitely gonna be coming out with some new material. I'm heading to Honolulu in uh, on January on uh, January seventh um, for oh, vacation. Take me with you. And <laughs> uh, first class, baby. Um, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I saved up a lot of money for first class ticket, so I'm like, I am not spending no eight hours on a plane. Right, right, right. For Hawaii. Um, but, uh, no, definitely. I'm going to be making a whole lot of content from Hawaii. Um, hopefully I could get to Kauai and head up to the nude beaches over there. Nice. Now, is this going to be solo or the, or do you have some folks over there you might want to uh, get with? Uh, I would love, to, uh, I would love to get with, uh, some people over there, not only just to create content, but, you know, hang out and yeah. enjoy, uh, Hawaii for what it is. Hell Yeah. But make sure you make sure you you know stay safe. Watch your surroundings. Um, oh, of course, yeah. How many days? How long are you going to be over there? 
I'm going to be over there for five days. Oh, okay. Nice, nice, nice. Everyone, I will link down in the show notes uh, his information. And yeah, again, thank you so much, Vicente. I hope you found that stimulating. If so, please follow the podcast. Rate and review the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Visit my Reddit page if you want to leave comments and converse with other listeners. Follow me on Twitter at Audio for Men if you want to see the kinds of things that turn me on. And if you're loving the podcast and want to give some listener feedback, I hope you do by calling the Naughty Audio for Men Anonymous Feedback Hotline. It's not a phone sex line or a sexting line. It's for you to share your favorite content, your favorite episodes, and what you'd like to see more of. Just call 908-954-5888. And if you're out of the country, that's plus one 908-954-5888. Happy jacking.